I found your brother in the breeze, pushing me gently but firm, like his hand on my shoulder. Took some time, but he was there. He wasn't there, Mother. The presence that you felt was just a construct of your mind. Brought on so you could feel some comfort or joy. That's all. What construct does your mind create when you think of your brother? Does it offer you comfort? Oh, torment. We interrupt this program to bring you... All right, everybody. My name is Kevin. I'm Adam. And I'm Julie. And we are The Real Movie Guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Review, the series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies. And don't forget, if you like what you see and you want to see more, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel today. On today's episode, we're taking a look at Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, directed by Ryan Coogler, starring Latia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, and Angela Bassett. The people of Wakanda's fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. All right, guys, uh, let's talk a little bit about Black Panther and the awkward situation they were put in with this movie, because unfortunately, you know, we did lose the original Black Panther, which I was personally, you know, extremely sad about. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a weird situation for Marvel to be in. Chadwick Boseman, I think, beyond just Black Panther, he was an exceptional actor, and he really did embody that movie. And, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to come out that way. I wasn't a huge fan of the first Black Panther. Uh, I, I think it's a milestone for what it did, uh, you know, having an entirely African-American cast. And I, I think that's incredibly commendable. And I do. But as far as, you know, being another generic Marvel movie, at the end of the day, that, that's kind of what it was to me. Uh, I did have some highlights. You know, I think, you know, Killmonger was a nice touch. And, you know, Michael B. Jordan being cast, that's fantastic, too. But again, at the end of the day, good Black Panther fights Black bad Black Panther, that's that's what it was, and that seems to be like the typical Marvel origin story formula. Fast forward, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, uh, you know, T'Challa we've got to grow with, you know, over the course of the couple movies, while, you know, he was in Avengers, he had a couple big scenes, Um, you know, uh, the Winter Soldier movie, he also had a big scene too, which was even prior to Black Panther. We, we've seen him, we've got to know him, he embodied the character of Black Panther, so what do you do? The actor unfortunately passes away, do you replace him? Do you have someone secede him? What do you do in this instance? Uh, Marvel, uh, I, I want to start with this. Adam, do you think what they did was a good decision or would you have recast him? <laughs> I know. It's a tough decision. It is a tough decision. Um, no, I, I think what they did was okay. Okay. I think I'm going to accept that. Yeah, I, th I do. Even if I think they walk it back at some point, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Okay. But okay. Uh, I'll wait. Okay, with that. Julie, how about you? If you were put in this situation, what would you have done? 
Not having the foresight of, I should have prefaced that, not having the foresight of seeing Wakanda forever. I think um, to honor his memory, I think they needed to um, proceed the way that they did. Um, because I think the opening of the movie was truly a beautiful send off and tribute to him because it was such a tragic loss for, you know, to lose him as a person, to lose him as a performer. Um, and you could see that among the actors. I feel like to um, to just recast him would have been too, uh, not in poor taste, but for such like a monumental accomplishment, achievement was that was to have like, maybe not the first African-American superhero, but truly in like popular culture. Right. Um, Where he's yeah. on backpacks and stuff like yeah. that. I think that was the most tasteful way to do it. I mean, a lot of people bring up Spawn, but. Let's be realistic. It's Black Black Panther. Let me say six, you know. successful in pop culture. Yeah, and I agree. And I agree. And, you know, it's a really tight spot. Would I have recast him? I think I might have. Just because it would have gave another actor an amazing opportunity, young African-American man, that opportunity to be that character and to carry on the story. I think there's an argument to be made there, especially, you know... It's tough. You know, Chadwick Boseman had a presence about him. He embodied that character. He had, you know, he had the swag. He had just everything about him that you wanted to have in this character. I think he embodied. And finding that again, I don't know if you would have been able to. So no matter what they did, they were in a bad situation. But I guess the beautiful part about this movie, if you take apart, you know, the story, we'll, we'll talk about everything like that. But the beginning of this movie is beautiful for what they did for Chadwick Boseman because it's all about celebrating him and what he accomplished as if, you know, he died in real life and he died in the movie universe. They, they combined the two events and gave him a proper send off. It really was a beautiful, like in memory of, and I really like that. And I think that was one of the, the better parts it did, you know, and that's where we kind of get confused. Cause it's as if Marvel themselves kind of showed they were confused as well in this movie. Cause guys, I'm going to say it. I really didn't have a good time at all with this movie. Uh, Beyond, like I said, that beautiful ch tribute to Chadwick Boseman, I didn't find myself really finding anything else I really liked. I think uh, Namor, we'll talk about, was interesting as a character, but other than that, wasn't for me. Adam, how are you feeling about this one? This movie felt long. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's a big thing we're going to talk about, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... It didn't uh, hit where I wanted it to hit. Uh, there's certain things that I wish that it would have happened. I mean, like you mentioned, I think Namor was really cool. I think he was a very well done character. Right. Um, there's a few scenes that I did like, yeah. but I mean, overall, it was just a very. And it feels long. It feels yeah. long. And even if it wasn't an, a two hours and 41 minutes, which is very long for a movie, uh, it felt like four hours at times Absolutely. when we were watching it and a movie shouldn't feel like that. No. And yeah, I, th I think there's a lot of things we can talk about to why that is. Uh, Julie, how about some of your early thoughts with this one? It felt long. Um, <laughs> I think as we were watching it, maybe at least two, maybe three times I went, wow, this movie's really long. Um, and I know at one point there was, you know, a, a large battle at Wakanda with Namor, you know, leading the charge. And I thought, I'm like, all right, this is the climax. This is end game. You know, this is where we're going to kind of wrap things up. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, another probably 40 minutes, maybe 30, 40 minutes. Um, I did love Namor. That was a huge positive, but um, 
a lot of low, you know, very lulled, not a lot of action. Um, right. Even and just what was happening. It's not like it was because um, the first Black Panther had at least some cool like spy moments, I guess, where they were kind of undercover doing things like that. They kind of did that, but there was didn't feel like there was a stake at all. It was just. I agree. I agree. You're, you're hitting every point I'm about to make, but I think again, and I think ultimately the biggest problem with this movie is it doesn't know what it wants to do and it doesn't know how to get there coherently. <laughs> um, that's arguably the worst part. Uh, it starts off with Shuri who this movie should have been about essentially. This should have really just been Shuri's story. If she was going to take over the mantle of Black Panther, which I don't think that's a spoiler. That, that's what kind of what we can assume, even from the posters, like that was where we were going. Uh, Latia Wright, I think she's a great actress too. I think she is charming. She has, you know, if again, if you weren't going to recast him, I think she is the logical next choice because it kind of makes sense. Unfortunately, the movie doesn't really spend an act, like a decent amount of time with her for me to like care about her journey. And I think Marvel is starting to get that syndrome where they're worried about other projects too, because uh, we spend a lot of time, unfortunately, uh, with Riri Williams, uh, who's played by Dominique Thorne, who's Ironheart. Uh, that's not really a spoiler either, I don't think. I mean, she's a relatively new character in the Marvel universe, but I, I think this movie screamed backdoor pilot a lot for her character, and I was not having a good time, especially like the whole... Just like they felt like shoehorned, like, oh, we got to shove this character in here. So, you know, the Namor conflict is interesting and it's very well done. Kind of like Adam said, when uh, Namor and Latia Wright, Shuri, were interacting with one another, those were some really good scenes, especially when they're discussing their history and their two peoples. Is it cliche? Yeah. You know, we, we've seen that before. Like, oh, I've walked a mile in your shoes and I walk on a mile in mine and see what I've gone through. Okay, we, we've, we've seen that and, you know, agree to disagree and we're going to have this big war. It just, it's so messy. This movie just doesn't know how to tell that coherent story. And that's one of my bigger problems with it. Um, how about you, Adam? Were any of those things hitting you too? Uh, were you a fan of uh, Riri? <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it, it, they were entertaining characters i'm happy to see them on the screen finally and you know whatnot finally be portrayed and whatnot but i don't know it's just so sloppy it's so mismanaged and the black panther movie needed more black panther <laughs> black panther is probably in this movie 20 minutes that i mean that's I the best think. part of this movie right and like the last half hour 45 minutes is the best part and ironically i feel like they don't really discuss the Black Panther throughout the whole movie. Like, like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of brought up at one point, like, oh, hey, who's going to be the next Black Panther? I don't know. Then we just forget about it until the end. Then suddenly like, oh, shit, we got to go fight all these people. Uh, we, we need a Black Panther. And then Shuri's like, oh, I guess I'll do it now because it can work out for me. That's what it feels like. And it's like very just like convenience to get to that point. And I'm like, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like as special as it should have felt. And that's why maybe in some way casting another actor and just carrying on that story might've been a little more impactful in some ways, because this wasn't it for me. Uh, Julie, what did you think of that? Did you get that same kind of vibe? Well, yeah. I mean, I felt like that was even a running joke too. Like how, you know, people were trying to take advantage of the fact that there wasn't a black Panther, you know, to get the vibranium. Um, and like Adam said, the best part of the movie is the last 40 minutes. I did also like the fight in Wakanda. I thought that was cool, but there's no Black Panther yeah. there. Um, so to have a Black Panther movie when no Black Panther was 
disappointing. Um, I personally didn't like the Ironheart stuff at all. Um, I found her character to be very dull. Um, and I felt like it just took away from the momentum of everything that was happening. And I love even too, for the majority of the movie, they just referred to her as the scientist. We need yeah. to find a scientist, bring me the scientist or else like, she was literally just the scientist. Yeah, they really don't say her name so very often. It's very... No, it's the scientist. Very, right. And essentially, she comes down to just female Tony Stark. You know, just a much younger version of her. And even her suit is literally the Iron Man suit. They, they try not to make it super obvious, but it kind of is, especially when she has the whole Halo thing in there with all the thing, the screens moving. Like, come on, guys. Like, you can do you do, do better. You know, make at least make it a little bit different. Uh, that's one of the problems, Right. That's one story in this many multiple stories going on here. Because then we also get some of the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff that's going on in here. Which, you know, it, it wasn't so intrusive and it kind of makes sense. I love Martin Freeman. Don't get me wrong. His Everett Ross is phenomenal. I like he still has a connection with, you know, the Black Panther, the Wakanda Kingdom and everything. Uh, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I think she's going to be in a big powerhouse to come in the series. And I like how she was included. And their relationship, I think, is really funny. But... It felt like, again, like Adam said, like too much, because now that, you know, we have to worry about what's happening in Wakanda. Suddenly we have people kind of impersonating the they think it's the kingdom of Wakanda, murdering people and stealing stuff. Like, do we need that side plot, too? Like, we already have another thing with, you know, Namor's people. We already have a whole thing going on there. Do we need another side plot, Adam? Did we need that, too? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> just going from back and forth and back and forth, it just becomes very like, you know, chaotic. Right. And uh, let's 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 give it to this. So Tanakh Hereta, which I, I'm sorry, I probably butchered your name, and I'm very sorry. Uh, plays Namor. He was really good. I think he did a phenomenal job. Uh, almost to the point where I was, I, I kind of like, and I usually I'm I'm kind of getting over these kind of villains, but. You know, maybe I am a hypocrite too sometimes where, you know, I like when I can sometimes understand a villain, right? I can understand where they're coming from. And he's not really a villain to that extent. He is just doing the same thing. He's protecting his people. He's just, he's a little, he's a little more aggressive about it, right? So I, I kind of like that. And I like his whole aesthetic. Uh, the wing feet, I wasn't sure how that was going to translate. Looks kind of silly, but it was, it was cool. I, I like his it. design. I like his design. I thought it was great. It was very unique. Yeah. It was, you know, compared to everything else that we've seen so far. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Maybe I was let down by the CG, which was kind of a, a disaster and a half in That's this movie. Fair. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> I just, you know, I, Marvel just can't seem to nail down the human figure in motion when it uses CGI. And it is just not pretty to look at at sometimes. And it's a shame because I think they, they, they have money. Pay your artists, pay your CGI people. You can do better. Do better, Marvel. Um, but getting off track here, Namor was really good. You know, he again, he had good chemistry with everyone. I, I believed his story. That's where I wanted. And again, I liked the whole connection between him and Shuri, like inheriting these kingdoms and having to take over. Like that was a logical story to move forward with. But all this other stuff, all this other outside interference, just it kind of tore it apart for me. Uh, Adam, I, I feel like you're on the same page, too, with that. Just it, that was the story I wanted, but I didn't get that. Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. And the the people are cool. Like the Namor, the Atlantean people, that, that's very interesting. You know what I mean? Like I think that's very it, it's a good story, right? It didn't it felt a little bit different. It felt like it kind of echoed the Wakanda people and what they have going on as well. Like two societies that want to live away from the world and maybe join 
when the time is right or at their own convenience. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just, it's a shame. You know, I think there was a lot there. And, you know, this isn't the end of Namor by any means. I think we're going to see him again in the, he is a big character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So hopefully he comes to those heights that we've seen him before. I don't know, though. You kind of lost to Black Panther pretty easily at the end of this movie. That was kind of another uh, little bit, a little bit of an issue there. You got burnt up a little bit. <laughs> you got burnt up a little, a little uh, cooked fish there. Oof. Um, oh. Yeah, poor Namor. But I felt bad for him. I really did. I mean, I guess I'm a bad person, but I was genuinely actually rooting for him in that last fight. I was sympathizing with him more throughout I really this movie. Was. You know, his people are his people are kind of screwed over. You know, they're underneath the ocean, and people are going to start. Yeah, I mean, them. that that goes to show that you know, I I guess in a way that's good writing though because we can sympathize with the enemy too. Right. And he, yeah, it's just, it's so messy. It really is. It's just, I really feel bad for Latia Wright. I think I really do. At the end of the day, I think this was her time to shine as Black Panther. I feel like they just undercut her so bad. Uh, the scene she has, which I guess this is more of the spoiler territory. So if you're watching this and you don't really want to get too deep into this, this is where we're going to talk about some of the more deeper details. Um, there's a scene where she has to go into the kingdom of the Black Panther, where you know they inherit their skills and they're granted their power. And she doesn't see her brother. She doesn't see her grandfather or her ancestors. She sees Killmonger. And I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was a really nice foil to the character. Like Michael B. Jordan, I did not expect him to be in this movie. I don't know if that was announced or maybe I missed it. That was a great scene. That was like what I wanted. And do you think the movie really played off with it, Adam? Do you think they really took that whole... Because that was like a core theme that should have been running throughout this whole movie. But instead, we got it in the last 40 minutes. I agree. That, that was so cool. I was one of the best, if not the best part of that whole movie. And it, I understood why she saw him instead. Right. It just made so much sense. Right. And Julie, what are you thinking? I know you're, you're ready to jump at this one. I, it just kind of dawned on me how cool would it have been if she, I know there was the logistical issues because they didn't have the plant. But if she had undergone that process towards the beginning of the film, and then throughout the whole movie, she's like, he's coming back to her, kind of like the devil on her shoulder. And she's still not putting on the Black Panther helm or uniform, and he, but he's still there kind of like nagging at her. Because then I feel like that would, it creates more inner turmoil with her. I think something even more interesting is, it's, it's interesting that this movie wants to rely on, you have to have this special plant to get your power. Why do we have to go that route? Right. Do you do you see that there could have been what if she had visions of Killmonger throughout the whole story and maybe her bloodline inherited that power and that's how she became the Black Panther and got the, like it had to be like awakened inside of you. You're telling me Marvel can't do that. Like, really? Like they can do have aliens in the uh, galaxies and a guy snapping his fingers and everyone disappearing. But a girl can't just get powers out of nowhere. She had to have a plant and have this ridiculous side plot to get there. And which even then she 3D printed a plant and ate it. Okay. Which even unless I missed it with like Namor's people, like the original people who like became the underwater creatures, like they ingested the plant, but I don't think anyone else has to continually ingest it. I think they're just born that way. So wouldn't it make more sense? Like you said, like, you know, her original ancestors ingested the plant and then exactly what you said, it just had to be awakened within her. I think the idea (laughs) of like, I think this it's it's almost as if sometimes in some context Black Panther says you can create a hero almost like when a when a hero is needed we can create one. 
I kind of don't like that. I like a hero being born through need and necessity. So why didn't the Black Panther just be born out of need and necessity? Like the last one passed away, another one rises to be like and like anybody else. Adam, I think that's a far more interesting story right there. I mean, that's very believable. <laughs> I, I that would make sense to me, and especially because like you know the first Black Panther, we destroy all those plants. Yeah. And then the next one, we're like. Dang, we really need those plants. <laughs> yeah, could have saved me forty minutes at least. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, it, it's tough because it's like I don't want to be too critical on this movie, but sometimes you just have to be because it really was messy. And I think this is where Marvel's getting itself into trouble a little bit with it. it has too many things going on, and it's not too sure of the story it wants to tell. Which, again, I know there were some issues with uh, Latia Wright being Black Panther. I don't know, you know, there was some uh, political reasoning and there was some issues with her and Disney and she got injured at one point. So I, maybe, there, maybe there is some something that happened there that we're unaware of that caused the story to be as choppy as it was. But the thing that bothered me the most was the very, very end of this movie. Uh, we know in the, the other Black Panther, he did take a love interest, King T'Challa. He did have a love interest who he was with. And she comes back in this movie and she, she helps out. And she was actually a fun character too. Um, I can't remember her name and I know that's really bad. Um, that's going to Lupita Nyong'o. Well, the actress is Lupita. Lupita, Nyong. yeah. And then Nakia is her name. And she was phenomenal. I actually really liked her. And I liked how, I liked how they, that was one approach they kind of did well in this movie, right? The, the different forms of grieving that everyone had with this movie, like Angela Bassett had for losing her son. Like that was maybe the, the core focus of this movie should have been maybe a little bit, but again, that's a whole nother discussion, but it's revealed at the end that Prince T'Challa, he, or King T'Challa, I should say, has a Prince T'Challa. He has a son. Uh, and it seems like he's going to carry over the Black Panther, the Black Panther mantle at some point, it's kind of heavily inferred, like, oh, you know, I'm the king. I'm going to be the next one. I'm going to be the next Black Panther. So I guess if they don't like Shuri, they, they got a they got a backup plan. Did you get that feeling, Adam? Because that's kind of what it felt like. Oh, absolutely. They set him up for however long down the line to be like, all right, let's sign him on. And I'm not going to lie. I feel like that cuts Shuri a little dirty. You know, Absolutely. I mean, it was I a nice scene and I, I think they did have a nice little interaction at the end. Like a part of her brother is still alive and it was nice that they had the little flashback thing, which, you know, brings everyone to tears. Oh, it's so sad. You know, and it is, it is, but you're undercutting her story a little bit there, you know, like, oh yeah, the next generation's already, oh, sure. You don't worry about it. Next generation's ready in, in case you can't, can't do it. Uh, how did you feel about that, Julie? Did you get that kind of vibe from it or? Yeah, and it's also, it's not if you can't handle it. It's like, you know, he's going to come and he's going to take it eventually. Because yeah. he's literally named after him. And he he agreed that we were going to keep him in the wings and prepare him for the time that he's ready for Oh, the yeah. He's he's the next Black Panther. Don't don't, yeah. don't worry about it. He's, he's going to be doing I'm it. I'm sure he's kind of like, thank God, because I did not want this. I know. It, yeah. it's It kind of stinks that way. And, you know, maybe I'm overreading it. There, there could be that, too. But that's just how I felt. You know, I wanted this movie to be Shuri's journey, dealing with the loss of her brother, coming to terms with it, maybe finding this other race of people and seeing what their issues are and how it ties into theirs. There's so much more. This is one of the problems, again, I keep saying it, that Marvel's going to have going down the line. They're doing too much at once. 
Sometimes we need to just pull back a little bit and focus in on our own story. Because in some ways, that was why the last Black Panther movie was a bit stronger than this one, in my opinion. And I wasn't a huge fan of that movie either. But at least it was one central story. And it had some ties into the Marvel Universe. You know, I guess they weren't fully engrossed yet. So that's why you didn't have as much. But I think it's stronger for that. And it made those scenes in that movie more memorable. Because I'll be honest with you, uh, there's not much I'm remembering about this movie. Uh, The action scenes were kind of unremarkable a lot of it for me uh except for the the city flooding was kind of horrific i did think that was kind of cool uh namor again adam i think he looked cool and i know you like that but his battle scenes do they really stick with you that much like <laughs> i only remember him hopping yeah that's about it <laughs> <laughs> i just remember him hopping uh side note to that at least a mutants have been introduced again in the, the you know officially the word mutant was said Oh, X-Men fans, we're getting there. We're almost there. We said the word mutant the second time now. I think uh, Miss Marvel was the first time, and now this is the second time. So mutants are coming. It's just a matter of time. But yeah, Black Panther's Adventure, uh, that's kind of where we're at with it. So I think it's time we give you our final scores. I'm going to give Black Panther Wakanda Forever a 6.5 out of 10. It's tough for this movie because I think they they were in a tightrope, you know, they they had a, had an issue making this movie, obviously, you know, they, they wanted to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman, they wanted to continue the story of Black Panther, uh, Ryan Coogler, I don't envy the position he was in. I think he did okay, you know, as far as paying tribute to Chadwick Boseman. This movie does phenomenal. The rest of the movie, not so much. Uh, I'm not too sure if I would ever go back and actually watch this again. Um, You know, I think the new Black Panther, I think Shuri, I think she is a good choice. And I think she'll carry on the mantle for as long as she chooses to. Or in this case, as long as Marvel chooses to have her. uh, I think she'll do a great job. And, you know, I'll look forward to her in other adventures. But, you know, if this is what we're going to keep getting from these Marvel standalone films... I'm not sure if I'm on board, really. Adam, where do you stand with this one? I am going to give Wakanda Forever a 6.5 out of 10 as well. it didn't hit the same beats as the first movie i wish that um because i liked the first movie a lot and this one i feel suffered a lot from the uh you know it's chaotic storyline uh but there is a lot of to take from this movie i, I think it's definitely still at least worth a watch at least once yeah i think you kind of have to especially if you want right. to stay in the loop with marvel which is part of you know their whole theory that they have going you can't miss a movie you can't miss a show you gotta stay part of it uh, but I, I think I think there is some stuff that warrants it. It's just there's a lot of mess to get through. So as long as right. you can get through that, I think there is some enjoyability out of it. So I agree with you. Good. I'm glad to see we agree. Julie, where do you stand with this one? I'm going to give Black Panther Wakanda Forever a 6.5 out of 10. Go, John. Wait, What? Leave you here? Run! Go in! Tie the herd! Oh! Ah! 
keeping things consistent. Um, I think, you know, there were some positive things in the movie. Um, I think it would have benefited greatly from some trimming here and there. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, characters continue on after this and see if there's any lasting impact. Um, but this was just kind of another movie. and didn't feel any. Either. Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough because Marvel, you ha- they have good characters already established. So let's carry on with those characters. In this case, you know, they had to make a, make a detour, right? We lost one of our main characters, but you already had characters in the background that were more than willing to jump up and, you know, carry the spotlight. But unfortunately I just think they're just, they're a little in over their heads right now. Marvel, you know, they have all these future projects planned up until like 2030 or whatever it is. Sometimes again, let's take a step back and worry about the next couple years or next year or two, or just, just, just this movie specifically, uh, that seems to be the problem. And hopefully, you know, Marvel can kind of get their act together with that and just streamline these movies. Cause I don't know about you guys. I don't want to be in the theater for three hours every time I have to go see a movie. Uh, that case I won't be going to theater, especially with that price hike. See now, now we're keeping this relevant. We're keeping this relevant, but anyway, topical, topical guys. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. That guy there, he's Adam, and she's Julie. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. We'll catch you next time. Peace out. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget, all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, you should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.